Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Hey, Ken. Hey, Keith. How are you? Couldn't be better if there was two of me. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, doing fine, all things considered, for sure. And uh, great to chat again. Um, we used to, uh, it seems, make it about an annual occurrence, but it feels like it's been a couple of years. So uh, thank you yeah, for all the I, great what did I, music. What did I do to you? What did I do to you? <laughs> well, I been waiting for more new music from you and uh you have put out plenty recently so i'm really grateful for that thank you you're fantastic well glad glad to be glad to be back in the elect yeah for sure and uh, my family has enjoyed watching um some of the hymn sing-alongs uh you and your uh, husband and your girls have been doing (laughs) yes yes and we printed out the the hymn book and we we all sang along with you guys and uh just like your girls uh, shouted time for ice cream, so did we. So we're we're right there. Oh yeah. Different store. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. It's good to be. You know, I mean, as a musician, it's 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 beautiful enough that you get it's 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 beautiful enough that you get to you know do music on a lot on a lousy recording with an out of tune piano and girls that can't sing. But to actually for it to be your daughter's misbehaving for twenty five minutes in front of a million people is just great, you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, we enjoyed it because it's very real and relatable. So yeah, don't worry about any of that for sure. And the and ministry still went forth absolutely. And uh, you know, we do need some levity too in this kind of heavy time. And I and I feel like um, I wanted to let you know my church actually sang. Um, Christ your hope in life and death at our Easter service. And that was a real blessing in our live stream. Um, we're, uh, we're a Calvary chapel and uh, we're always looking to sing truth as you can imagine. And, you know, we can right. always count, count on you uh, to produce a song that is just filled with biblical truth. And Johnny had sent me um, a page from gettingmusic.com that kind of walks through the song, but I'd love to hear, you know, as we've done before, um, you know, your angle, your, um, you know, kind of uh, collaboration in this case uh, and the creation of this song, along with, you know, helping point people to the truth of it in scripture, especially, you know, one coming out of uh, Easter week here um, and then two in this, you know, uh, social distancing, you know, time of fear and anxiety for people who don't know the Lord, um, kind of what you'd like. Sure. Hello. Kevin, I just lost you first. Hello. Hello. Have you? Hi, do I have you? Yeah, you're back. There you are. Sorry, my, it sounds like my headphones maybe had some issues. So, yes, I was just looking forward to hearing you share about uh, song creation and song story of Christ, Our Hope, and Life and Death. Sure. Christ, Our Hope, and Life and Death really represents a number of things. First of all, it represents uh, the, the new season for getting music. Obviously, we, we started out trying to write hymns that teach the Christian faith, modern hymns. And then a number of years ago, um, when I, just after I hit 40, some of these guys who were younger than me, who have been writing amazing hymns came to me and said, would you be interested in becoming a publisher? And I said, well, yeah, I thought about it a little, but I hadn't really thought about it a lot. And uh, so we built this kind of, this whole group of, of writers who've become our writing team. And uh, they really are extraordinarily gifted. And 
And so, you know, we, we, all of us, I took, I took, I took, there's six of us that went all to Ireland last year and just had the most awesome time in Ireland writing songs. And uh, one of the ideas which had started the previous year was the idea of writing a hymn on hope, which two of the guys had had. And the other two were trying to write a hymn on the Heidelberg Catechism, What is Our Hope in Life and Death? And I said, why don't we combine these two ideas together? Because the Hope guys had a kind of a bit of a good tune. And I thought, let's put these together and see what we come up with. And uh, so we did. And uh, and it, we c- couldn't quite get it right. We tried to get it ready for Sing Conference. We couldn't try to get it ready for the fall tour. It didn't quite work. Added a new third verse, tried it in January, recorded it, and then put it out. And it, it arrived just as, as uh, of course, as coronavirus was happening. So it was very well timed, you know, and it, and it looks at, it looks at death, you know, tr- tr- great hymns of the faith, traditional great hymns of the faith that we know, about three quarters of them talk about life and death. They talk about heaven and hell. They talk about uh, come, God as our judge or God as our peace, uh, about, about one day life not be- this life not being all that there is. And less than 10% of modern worship songs talk about that. And it's a tragedy. And it is, it is, a, it is a, something we should, it should make us very afraid. And so... Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, I don't know how popular this song will be. I don't know if I'll get COVID-19. I don't know if my girls who do this Simpson will grow up to know the Lord. I sure hope and pray every day they will, but I can't be sure. I can be sure I will die. And so, you know, there's, it is basic, basic intellectual integrity, basic human logic that each of us need to be asking the question, what happens when I die? And, and building our life on that. And, and building our decisions on that. And uh, so I think that, that that's why I think it's so important. And of course, the Heidelberg Catechism, I, I think, is the most beautiful creed written in human history. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because my family, you know, we follow you on social media. So we kind of maybe had um, advanced knowledge, you know, kind of right as the song was, was coming out. And I agree with the, the timing, you know, and I think that's God's timing for sure um, to get a message like this out that's just so full of truth. But it's also, as you said, um, facing a reality um, that I agree with you is disappointing is not as written about uh, in, in modern, you know, faith-based music. And I think that probably gives you even more resolve about the song, I presume, because it's something we all need to be thinking about, you know, and if we're not thinking about um, what's going to happen after we're done with our time on on earth, then we're not um, thinking biblically. And and I, what I really like is that the song gets you thinking biblically and, um, you've already kind of laid out a lot of that part of it for me. And by the way, I have interviewed Matt Papa a couple times before, um, back oh, when cool. um, uh, he was, um, he had released a couple of solo albums probably over 10 years ago and he and I had had a couple of conversations. So I agree. He is uh, a great collaboration partner uh, here. And um, <clears throat> what I um, got out of it when we sang it on Easter Sunday specifically is it's both reverent and celebratory at the same time, very much in, really in the same vein as in Christ alone. So I'd love to hear right. kind of the posture you'd like to hear people have, you know, perhaps in, in learning these words, learning where they come from in Scripture, and then maybe applying them, you know, you know both in this COVID-19 crisis and after um, 
for years to come. Yeah, no, well, it was a, the Heidelberg Catechism is built on how we understand God and life, and it's really all just taken out of, it's all just taken out of pa- passages of Scripture, but it, most especially the Psalms, and then Jesus' teaching, and then Paul's application of theology in the New Testament. So, you know, for example, we are not our own. We are bought at a price. You know, that, that basic thing, what is our hope in life and death? Christ alone. You know, everything centers back into Christ. You know, because... You know, it's just so helpful to, to, our, to our human logic. So much of when I talk to friends who are struggling in their marriage or struggling in their career or want to, want to have more money or they're scared, they're scared of COVID-19, nearly all the language is about, you know, I, I, I want to be my best me. I want to achieve all I can achieve. And yet, and yet our hope in life and death is actually Christ. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it, it's got a wonderful centering to it. It's also very emotionally connected. I think some of the crazy, even to a degree, the Apostles' Creed is quite dry. The, the, the Heidelberg Catechism is, is very emotionally connected, um, which, which I think, you know, is so important for all of us. And again, I think it's, it's so important. It's so helpful for us during COVID-19. We're realizing, you know, uh, an, an interesting thing. We, at the same conference two years ago, we were doing we did the Psalms. We started this project, set all the Psalms to music. And, uh, and Psalm 91, um, my dwell, my, we, did, we did a session of Psalm 91, my dwelling place. And a couple of folks wouldn't use it on projects. And the reasoning for using it is we kept, we kept the words of the psalm, which said, for plague and pestilence draw nigh, I'm hidden in his fortress. So um, when plague and pestilence draw nigh, um, they, and they said that kind of language is not relevant to a 21st century Western mind. That was people 18 months ago. That was the arrogance of evangelical Christians and leaders 18 months ago. That this thing about plague and pestilence had no had no relevance to the 21st century mind. Well, you know, you know, you know, uh, it was a Christian leader four centuries ago said that the ground that we stand on between life and eternity is actually a tissue. You know, and I think this has reminded us of that in a small way. It's, let's make no mistake about it. It's not. It's not like the HIV virus in Africa. It is not. It is not anywhere near as, as catastrophic as, as many of the viruses that have run, th- run through countries in the past. But it has reminded us that each one of us think about, you know, think about eternity, think about death, think about our own, our own, um, you know, our own dispensability uh, all the time. Uh, for sure, and uh, that is very striking what you just shared about. Uh, the reaction to the Psalm 91 uh, messaging. And uh, and I think, you know, God's word doesn't return void. You and I know that. And I, I know that's been really your mission as um, a songwriter is, is really just to help Christians have a, a stronger theology, frankly, um, in, in what they're singing. And, um, you know, and I, I really love that this song is a gut check, and we sing hallelujah. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. the hallelujah yeah. um, uh, proclamation uh, while we're, you know, really having to sort of take stock um, uh, of a number of items. And, and it's also, you know, Christ is complete, completely at the center um, of the song. Like, you know, he is that hope that you're singing about. Um, and I, I think some of the um, lyrics 
that are probably going to both guide people through this crisis and beyond um, has a lot to do with, you know, fears and, and trials. And you kind of touched on it with, you know, people, marital difficulty. Now we've got a lot of financial difficulty. Um, you know, the waves, and I, I like that, who sends the waves that bring us nigh unto the shore of the rock of Christ. Well, he is both the sender of the wave and he is the calmer of the wave. <laughs> and I love some of your thoughts on on how, um, you know, we already kind of touched on guiding people now. Um, but, yeah, any messaging you have for the evangelical church um, are just about in general, because they don't have to be singing just songs that come from Getty Music, but I feel like this is also going to be, this is also going to be for me, uh, and I'll do my part as a behind-the-song devotional writer who have, I've posted 1,015 songs, and I'm very wow. careful, very careful when I do these devotionals that I'm only pointing to songs that are filled with truth, right? That's so great. any messaging you have for the evangelical church about, you know, the kinds of songs we should be singing and how you'd like people to, in adding this song to their um, to their worship set, be thinking intentionally about the types of songs in their worship set. I, I'd kind of love your thoughts on that in this time. Good gosh, I think I think it was actually four questions. So <laughs> I'll try and say a few words about, I guess a few words about music and a few words about the moment. And, uh, you know, the what we sing profoundly affects every part of it. It affects our understanding of God and thus mm-hmm. by extension our understanding of ourselves and by our understanding how we live our lives. And so we can't separate how we sing as a transcendental escape from life. No, it's actually a full part of life. And, you know, people, the very first interview, I, radio interview I did when I got off for COVID-19, the guy said, well, Mr. Congregational Singing, it looks like you're unemployed for the next six months. And the guy was kind of, friend, it was a friendly, friendly joke. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was funny. But he, he, can, he entirely missed the point about God's people singing, which our generation for the most point has done. And that is, it is part of everyday life. You know, you know Charles Wesley or John Calvin or Martin Luther, all these great people who, who changed singing, whatever their theological persuasion, and that's both extremes mentioning those guys, all believed that singing was something you did every day. You know, Wesley believed that one, one of the families to be catechized in, in the Christian gospel, in the, Christian, in the Bible. You know, Charles, uh, John Calvin wanted every family in Geneva to sing the Psalms. Martin Luther believed that, that if this church was going to rise up in Europe against where everybody was against him, basically, that he had to write these chorales, these German hymns, that every family would know to know the gospel and sing the gospel to themselves and sing with joy and sing with celebration and sing with full emotions. And so our generation, see, I mean, even our grandparents, even our grandparents, for the most part, had, had hymn books. If... If I was to try and tell him, if I could speak to my grandfather today, who's long dead, and say, guess what, we're doing these hymn sings, and millions of people have watched them because people think it's really novel, but you're having a hymn sing around the piano, he, he would probably think I'd gone mad because it was part of life that we all sing to the Lord. And so whether it's the, whether it's the songs that we fill our iPhone with and put in our Sonos systems or in our CD players or in our cars, whether it is just the habit of watching online and all of our family singing, being forced to sing online together, whether it's what we sing last thing at night, 
or sing for grace or whatever it is we do in our home. Let's make sure we are filling our homes with songs of the Lord because because Sunday should just be a a seventh-day celebration of what we're doing on the other six days of the week and, and, and singing together. And let's remember, if we've got children or grandchildren, that if we don't fill them up with songs of the Lord, God has made us all to sing. The Bible commands us to sing. It's the, it's the second most common command in Scripture. It's so important because if we don't sing about the Lord, our kids are going to have a song about something else. We're going to allow Frozen or something else or Taylor Swift or somebody else determine what it is that, 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 that drives their emotions, that drives their memories, that sings them to sleep at night. So we need, we need to waken up and be leaders in that. And, and the second thing I'd say is, is I, I'm deeply concerned about the, about the defensiveness of, of, of this. And I know many of us are suffering, and it is true. And, I, and, and we, have, you know, we, 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 we have like many others. But from a spiritual point of view, 2020, we will never get again. This is a one-off chance we have in our lives to take a sabbatical from our normal lives and take stock. This is a one-off chance to be with family and friends and those we love and invest in them. This is a one-off chance to communicate to Christians and communicate to those who don't know the Lord in a season when everybody feels dispensable, emotionally vulnerable, thinking about life and death every day. So let's, let's pray harder. Let's, 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 let's use this opportunity that we look back one day and thank the Lord for this season that he gave us, however difficult uh, the future is. Thank you so much. That's exactly how I feel. And um, I'm looking forward to echoing that sentiment uh, along with you. So um, you've had a profound impact just on my devotional writing, just so you know, Keith. So I appreciate oh, our longtime partnership. Um, oh, man. I first said about uh, Joy Has Dawn, I believe, over 10 years yeah. ago is when we had our, when we had our <laughs> first conversation. And we've just continued, um, you know, continuing to have this level of conversation. So it means a lot uh, to me and my family. And, um, you know, you've met my girls. I have three girls. Um, and um, I feel the exact same way you do about every topic we discussed today. So thank you for, once again, um, the partnership. I will um, get this posted shortly because I feel like it is very timely and people need this messaging in the song right now. And then I'll send it back through, you know, um, you and your team uh, if you want yeah, to let, share it, that would be awesome. Let us know. Let us know how we can do it. We'd love to do that. Kevin, thank you. You're, you're, you've encouraged my heart today. I'm, I'm quite late now. I'm quite tired, but, but thank you so much for that. And uh, how, how are your family at the minute? Um, doing great. Um, everyone's healthy and safe. And I'm also trying to make the most of, as you said, this sabbatical. It's a great description. Uh, I'm getting more family time, and I'm getting more time in the Word, and I am singing every day. So thank you for that encouragement as well. And I agree. I think this is a, a big moment um, for all of us. And we should be um, redeeming the time, as we know from Scripture. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so, so much, Kevin. It's an absolute privilege. And, and anything else we can do to help, please don't hesitate to call. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, Keith, as always. And until we do talk again, and we'll make it – less time between uh this time because you have you do have quite a catalog of new songs to talk about um we'll, great. we'll talk again probably uh within the in the next few months i'm sure but uh until be then, all the best thing god god bless to you and your family all right thank you so much indeed all the best all right. thank you all right take care bye-bye 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.